Time to get real, reality TV aficionados. Welcome to the Giorgio Says Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Giorgio Takanakis, and I'm here serving you the juiciest updates on all your favorite reality shows weekly, as well as the hottest pop culture trends and even exclusive interviews that will leave you wanting more. This podcast will keep you on the edge of your seat. We definitely need to talk about this. The Giorgio Says Podcast starts now. Elevate your style and confidence with Taylor. They're on a mission to empower you to be your best self every day without the fuss over what to wear. Dive into curated high-quality fashion rentals and say goodbye to clothing clutter. Own less, enjoy more, and play a part in fostering sustainable fashion and reducing waste. Unlock a world of style and simplicity. Use my special promo code, Giorgio Says, for an exclusive 25% off your first month. Join Taylor.Style today and make every connection count with your revitalized confidence and style. Welcome to another episode of Giorgio Says, the podcast. And today I have the lovely pleasure of having Jeff back on the podcast to recap Salt Lake City. He's been busy the last couple of weeks and we've missed him, but he's here today. And I think this was a good episode for you to jump back into. I I loved it. I thought there was lots of action and lots of things to discuss. The rumors. Okay, so we are at the start of the episode. We obviously are leaning into this Angie K rumor, and it seems that Seth is very excited to find out what it is. But Meredith doesn't say what it is. So she just keeps alluding to the fact that she has it as ammunition. But we've seen this with Meredith in the past where she mm-hmm. has access to like, like some information or a rumor, but she doesn't. And she's never the one that ends up saying it on camera, but somehow the right people find out and then they, they say it. And in this case, it seems that everyone knows about it and they're pretending. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Like I think, was it Monica or Whitney was like, I think it was Monica was saying like these supposed gentlemen that he's had relations with are running the streets of Salt Lake talking about this. Yeah. That was a little telling. I just wonder why. I don't know. I think that part is a little confusing why of all rumors, that's the one that they're going for. It's, I mean, it could be hit or miss. But like you said, it was, wasn't it Meredith who started the Lisa blowjobs for tickets rumor like a couple of years ago, even though, but I, and you said she didn't explicitly say it, but I, I thought she did. I know Whitney was the one that like took the fall for it and kept repeating or saying this is what Meredith said, blah, blah, blah. But like, this seems like a pattern for her of starting rumors about sexual favors, acts in relation to people's marriages and whatnot. I mean, I guess the other, for Lisa, it was like there was a clear connection of like she was doing that for a benefit. We don't really know what Angie is benefiting from this aside from just the facade of her seemingly perfect life, which whenever, like, no one's pressed over that. 
I think the well what's interesting though is that when they go to the scene with Angie and her husband and her daughter Electra Angie does talk about how once they had their daughter it was all about the daughter and so they were no longer basically like just them together it was all everything was kind of revolving around their daughter which is I think good but it's also not healthy at the same time because then then what I mean I don't know to each their own maybe they have an arrangement and Meredith secretly knows that it's not a like secret and maybe it's just like a dig because she knows it's going to be on camera and Angie wouldn't want that necessarily out I don't believe that I don't know I feel weird because it's like I it when you talk about like the rumor it's like clearly you're alleging as well that he's gay not necessarily a man who has sex with a man is not doesn't necessarily well they're saying with multiple like he has like boyfriends all over I mean so I'm just saying like if that boyfriends or f but like I mean what I mean, I don't know. Maybe they they go for a, a quick bite before they have a rendezvous. I don't know what they're like. I don't know what the like. I just can't imagine Angie. Maybe I don't know. I just can't imagine that she's like, yeah, that's fine. Like that's perfectly healthy to do around our daughter when. Well, I'm sure he's not doing it around. No, no, no. But I'm saying like that. That just like that openness. Yeah. When she's so honed in on making sure her daughter is brought up uh, in a way that she feels is respectable, yeah. so I—that's why it's weird. I'm not saying maybe he, maybe he's bi, maybe he's—I don't know. I mean, it, either way, it doesn't matter. But it's weird that do you think we have like a Harry Hamlin situation? Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't talk about the husband. I don't know. I mean, I think okay. it's also it could be too and i'm just saying from my past experiences with like being with um being inside of atmospheres where there was predominantly gay men around but then there was always like the one straight guy right that was the hairstylist and everyone always just wanted so badly to just be like come on you're not straight you can't be straight like but they are. Oh, then they're married. It's a hairstylist and they own so I know tons of a straight male hairstylists married to uh, women that work in the hair salons that they met in. Like, that's not an uncommon thing. That's just cliche at this point of like, oh, you're a hairdresser. You must be gay. It's... Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying I could see that playing into it, too. Like, oh, come on. He's a hairdresser. It's like this, that, and the other. But is he a hairdresser or is he a business? I mean, like, is he now he is, doing it? Now he is. But I think that they originally started off as like they were just hairstylists and like that's how they kind of connected. But so even. Th- yeah, go ahead. Two things on this. Right. One, I think that. <clears throat> I think that was a. I think the, the opening scene or the initial scene with Angie talking about, you know, the pivot in the relationship dynamic. I think that was just a strategic edit based on what, you know, further transpired. I think that's just a, that was just a, that was just a gimme for the production and editors. They're like, Oh, let's mm-hmm. set the stage here. And like, 
show Angie saying that there's, you know, there's some shift, there's some tectonic plate shifting in her marriage right now. And so then, oh, oh, how convenient then that the rumor that's blown up at the party is about also something to do about suggesting instability in her marriage. So, you know, I don't think we should read too much into the whole like, oh, look at the story that's being Second, I believe, I would think that for something this juicy and, you know, vicious, I would have expected Jen Shaw to have thrown this out like last season when they were, you know, butting heads on everything and they got into that like really nasty fight at that house that wasn't that like Angie's friend's house or something. Where was it? Like San Diego or something. Remember when they got into that whole thing yeah. as soon as she got there and like Jen like poured champagne on Angie simply because she was mm-hmm. just kind of being a little braggy about how it was her friend's house and da 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 da. But then they got into like a really nasty fight. I and Jen, you know, I would expect Jen to cut below the belt before any of the other ladies. I, like you know, she she'll fight, right? She'll go for the jugular. So I would have expected her to. Well, not expected, but I would have thought she, if that was if that was out there, she would have brought that up, especially with everybody talking so much crap about her and her being so sick of it. Those are kind of my two thoughts. Whitney shot it down, too. She was like, no way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I don't think Monica was suggesting truth to the rumor. I think she was just saying this is out there. No, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody was suggesting it was true, but I do, I don't believe that Whitney had not heard the rumor. I don't believe that. There, I do believe they all have heard that through Jen yeah. Shaw, actually. I just think that those things didn't maybe make the edit. There's, There's been a lot of, like, last season before Jen went away where she was, sh- like, shitting on everyone, Angie, uh, the yeah. entire cast. So it seems like Monica... It, holding all these like secrets about all the women that jen has disclosed to her yeah jen definitely knew that if it, whether it's true or not she definitely knew there was that rumor and if she told monica you know she gave monica a key to the vault pretty much which she's pretty much proving that she does know all that she was able to reference like a random phone call with lisa from what sounds like a couple of years ago when she was working with jen about her bragging about being on a or wishing she was on a plane with Snoop or whatever. So, yeah, that woman has some bones collected and is ready to throw them out. But also, back to like Whitney, right? Like, I love her to death, the cutie patootie. I love her overall vibe and energy, but she has no poker face when it comes to these types of situations. When she's trying to have a conversation that she was or her producers told her to have, right? Like, even when her and Monica are sitting on that couch. Like you could just see like, like her mouth, like crack, like she was trying like not to smile. And she was like, no, I don't know what, what I've never, I haven't heard it. Well, also too, she's clearly there, there, they built an alliance, her Lisa and Angie. And so obviously she's not going to, um, step on that even if she did know she's not going to talk about it because then that looks bad for her being angie's friend so she's going to take the defense i don't think whitney believes the rumor i don't think monica believes the rumor i don't think monica 
I don't know. See, this gets a little messy because it's about basically it all boils down to whether or not. Well, two things. Do they have an arrangement? And before everyone says it's none of our business, they're on a reality show. And it, this is the territory in which you step into these questions. These things come up. We see it on New York right now with Jessel and her marriage and everyone talking about when is she going to sleep with her man? You guys get very up in arms. I get it. This wouldn't be a normal thing necessarily in a real life like context, but if it was, there wouldn't be cameras recording it and then blasting it to like the, the, the world or whatever. So, but Angie knows what she's gotten herself into. And I think that there is some, I agree. There's a conversation that happens between Whitney and Monica where they discuss the trip in Palm Springs. And I'm glad Whitney kind of came out with it and questioned Monica because she's like, you kind of flopped on your friends and kind of seemed like you buddied up to Meredith. That's a little weird. And it's like, yeah, that was a little weird. And it did come off a little bit like, oh, I see where everyone's like eggs are. I'm going to go make sure I butter this toast, you know, like fuck Angie and, you know, I'm going to do me, which fine. But she she is coming off like it's it's a little much and a little too fast. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an, enough much for me. I like a pace. Like she's here to just. No, totally. I just think that she's going to, uh, sh with that, she's going to put her foot in her mouth quite a bit because that's what happens when you move that fast and listen we need monica i think monica is a big reason why the the season is doing so much better overall i think she adds like a touch of reality like she's kind of like the reality check well not for yeah. all the not for all the ladies just for one of them not mary but you know, she really wants to be Mary's friend. And I think actually they will become friends. It seems like Mary does have a liking for her. Um, she did not care for Heather's necklace. She made that very clear. That was a big miss on Heather's part. Did you see when she was like, why did you wear that necklace? What were you thinking? And Heather was like, I like this necklace. And she was like, big miss today with that. Oh, I missed that. But I saw her, I thought her comment on somebody else. Look her outfit. Oh, Funny. She was like appearing to like mumble it, mumble, mumble it under her breath, but of course production was there and they like captured it or something. It was like, I honestly think they just brought Mary in and just sat her on the couch and was just like, just do whatever you would do normally in a situation like this. So we'll leave you alone. Well, oh, she said Whitney looked cheap <laughs> on the couch. Oh, that's yes. Which is part for the course. She hates Whitney. So she like, absolutely hates Whitney with like a passion. Um, yeah. It's just funny. Like, I know, like, I know that's what they're doing, but I just think it's so, I don't like it. So, I find it disruptive. Which part? The, right. oh. Like, the fact that she's, yeah, like, she's allowed to, or kind of, like you said, she's just brought into these events just to sit there on the wall and talk shit about people and say ridiculous 
I will say I I do like Mary in the friend of role more so than the full-time role. I like it because I feel like we get a splash of Mary and then she's not on there for too long where she will like say something that would be over the line. Um, but she's she a friend of, I didn't even realize that. See, she talks yeah. so much and like, she's so whatever. I just assume that she's sometimes I feel like with friend of roles lately, it's almost like the best of both worlds because you, you're pretty much on most of the episodes, like from all over the franchise. If you're I a former housewife, I think it's different. If you're like just a true friend or like you were on, like Marlo, who was a friend for like seven decades, right? Like she, her screen time was still pretty. She was still in the friend zone, I would say, for the majority of her friend of the show menship until she got up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, she, yeah, but I feel like lately, though, they rely more on the friends to start shit because it's like the women don't want to jump in there necessarily because they're afraid of the the edit the backlash whatever but nonetheless uh Whitney and Monica have that exchange and from there we have Heather who has her daughters take a sick day from school so they can go skiing and So I, there was a lot to unpack from this conversation because I felt like there was two different things happening in this scene. And maybe I'm just the only person that felt this way, but it almost felt to me like Heather wanted to make a bigger spectacle of the fact that she speaks out against Mormonism and how that may have impacted her daughters in terms of school experience. Judging based on the way that they the daughters were reacting to Heather, they yes, there was annoying things that did occur, but it didn't sound like anything where it was like they couldn't get out of the house or oh, I can't go to school anymore. I can't deal with it another day. It was like they were just like, Yeah, but I mean it's not like some of the stuff is funny or whatever. And Heather's just like well, should I just stop talking about it? And I'm like, but they're not. It's weird. It's not, though, because this episode was pretty much full of shallowly manufactured storylines and scenes, and I think this was just one of them. I think this was like, telling her, like, how has it been on your daughters? It must be really hard, you know, with you being in the public spotlight about all this stuff community being so insular and judgmental like great to hear how that's affecting your kids because i feel like the like when she started using the word bullying i feel like that was putting words in her daughter's mouth like of course we didn't see the whole conversation we don't know what they're talking about off camera but well, she's mainly talking about, too, that these these girls are on social media and obviously they get comments on, they get trolled. I'm sure they do. But but did she, but did, did, did her daughter even acknowledge that she was being or felt bullied? Like, that's, I mean, I know you can be maybe, bullied and not acknowledge it. Maybe she mentioned incidents that, like, where she brought up, she was like, you guys both got shoulder, uh, whatever, shoulder bumped. 
listen. That's the worst thing. No, but and I get it. If I was a parent and that was happening, I would be infuriated. But I wouldn't have that conversation with them about it. I'd have my that conversation with you, right? Like I'd be like, I want to, I would fuck them up. That's not their problem. And frankly, I put them in this position. You know what I mean? Like, you what? What are you talking to them about it for? You should be doing other things to try to. What protective it. measures were you considering before you launched the book? Of, there you go. About this, right? Because that's what I'm saying. It's just seems very forced. That it's like, oh, like let's talk about how you've been bullied. And like, even at one point of that conversation, like she was like, "It's actually not that bad. It's kind of funny." Or like, it's, "Yeah, it's, I brush it off. It's like not that big of a deal. Like everybody's gonna talk shit. I mean, it's social media. Maybe." Maybe that's just kind of like the generational difference between them, like, you know, others, I think. Oh, I mean, she, she's used to probably just taking all that stuff more seriously because it's, you know, when, when you didn't grow up with social media your whole life. It's, you know, it's different. different. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you deal with it at school and then when you leave school, you're done, right? You don't have to worry about it continuing. But that's not what was happening here. This is obviously to play off of what I feel is back off of me from last year's Black Eye storyline. Because I know that the, the editors wanted to make sure that they showed when she was talking about, you know, there's a lot of things that happen and they bring up the scene where she's sitting there with this black eye. And yes, we still don't know how she got it. She refuses to say. We all think we know what happened. So we've let it go. But... Her daughters are not impacted the way that she was trying to portray it. Like, either they didn't get the memo about the scene they were supposed to have with her because, like, they were just like, okay, like, I... <laughs> Can I ask a question? Like, is this book so monumental and impactful that it needs to take over her entire life and permeate family and basically everything that she is about and I, I just feel like every episode like her her screen time is something related to her book and like fine you got to promote it and it's a big accomplishment but we heard about writing it last year and we did the book launch or we did the cover launch last year and then we did the launch this year, and we already heard about how she made the bestseller list. You know, mm -hmm. chat. Like, let's let's move. No, let's move. We're gonna on. drag this anti-Mormon storyline as far as we can take it because it's enriched in her life, and it's easy for her to pull from. She obviously pulled from it to write a book. She. This is why I'm confused. You knew. You are going to say these things on a reality show. That's number one. So you already know you're going to get backlash just for the simple fact of it's not because you're just Mormon. If a Christian came out on a reality show and, and said anything negative about Christianity, they would get the same treatment from their own communities. This is more about her just creating a narrative. Right. And they, yeah. the daughters, understand that she's on the show. So whatever they benefit from it obviously they don't they're not impacted they, if anything i would i would think they they're more privileged because of the fact that their mom is on the show i would oh. i would argue that 
more than than they're bullied. They don't seem bullied. I didn't get that energy from them. They weren't hiding it because they're afraid to get further bullied. It's like, look, look where we're sitting. So you can talk shit all you want, but I'm sitting on a national TV show that everyone talks about while you guys hate on us. That's that's where I wish Heather would have gone with it. That this whole like, uh, and they turn their back on you when you were doing your report. That's just drama. And it's like, ma'am, look where we're sitting. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, so from that random clip scene that was unnecessary, the only thing that I was really strong, like I had strong feelings about was the whole randomly going and grabbing snow from the mountain and dumping it in the hot chocolate. There was something really gross about that because... You didn't find it gross. No, just oh, oh, yeah, no. I was just like, I mean, maybe sometimes. I mean, she didn't grab it from the ground. She did grab it, but even still, like, what's it? How do you know what's in the? They're at a ski mountain resort too, so I don't know. Is that snow? Like, I mean, I guess it is. They're in they're in Utah, but like, is it clean? Well, as clean as the ground that people are skiing on all day and walking around in their boots and I don't know. I don't well if I needed to put snow in my hot chocolate, I would probably find a cleaner sort. Like I would just I mean, they were outside. It wouldn't it would take like all of two minutes for that hot chocolate to cool down. Nonetheless, from there we pretty much are landing at so lisa barlow is throwing an apre ski event for vita tequila and she goes she works very hard for all of her money by the way she does she does extremely hard well her interests just are a little bit more expensive that's all listen but we find out before that when she goes to meet Meredith for their little facial, that Baby Gorgeous is banned from a tanning salon in Park City because she demanded that they let her tan 20 minutes before they closed. They refused. Things escalated. Then corporate sent her an email revoking her membership. So You know what I immediately <laughs> thought of when she was telling the story? What? You. I, I was like, you know, it's this absolutely happened to Giorgio in 2002. Like, I know I didn't know you in 2002, but I guarantee it happened to you. It could have. It didn't, thankfully, but it could have. And when she said that, I laughed so hard because I was like, I've been in moments where you're begging and you're trying so hard to get there before they close. It's the night before whatever it is you're doing. And they're like, sorry, we don't take anybody like after this, even if it's a minute after. But I've always been able to slide in. Clearly wasn't. Hopefully there's more than one tanning salon in Park City. Um, but yes, we get we get to... First of all, are we still tanning in 2023? Like we're still like, going... Like spray tan, self-tan, like that type. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, okay. But yes, people, people still do tanning beds, yes. People specifically that do like... Uh, fitness competitions and such. So yes, yeah. That's why gyms still. I think some gyms still have tanning beds. Maybe it was just the way that she said it. I don't 
feel like it was like I need I went tanning or I couldn't go tanning. I feel like yeah, I know there's spray tans and like that's the more popular thing that I feel like people usually say like like I don't think I don't I haven't heard people say they're going tanning in reference to spray tanning. Mm-hmm. You're getting a spray tan, right? Or you're usually, yeah, yeah people you're going tanning. to get a spray tan tanning. I mean, maybe in the bed. I don't know. It doesn't. Maybe she was going there to get it, like in a tanning bed. Maybe she was going on vacation or something. She really wanted because her membership was revoked. I didn't know that. I mean, I guess you can do, do spray tanning places have memberships too. Yeah, just like if they treat it like tanning beds now. Like you can get like this. You can spend this much a month and come get your spray tan, whatever. Um, but nonetheless, we have her operate ski event, and she invites all the ladies, which is nice because obviously, her and Monica are not in the best place because Monica called her a piece of shit last week in Portuguese. So there's that. Um, we know that Monica feels a certain type of way about Lisa Barlow specifically and definitely can't let it go and wants to continue with this whole thing. So I don't know. What did you what did you think about their interaction when Lisa tried to I think Lisa was trying to like get over it, but it went left again. I, where it broke down for me when she was like, basically like, okay, I'm materialistic and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I guess like objectively black and white, like you look up materialistic or materialism in the dictionary, it's not going to say like, it's define it as someone that uh, prioritizes or focus on material tangible items as above, as above other things. It doesn't necessarily say the negative quality, but I think generally speaking, it's used in a negative way. So I kind of like I don't I don't think so, Lisa, where it's like, okay, fine, I I, I own my materialisticness and that's okay. It's like okay, but not because Monica's saying that's a that's an issue for her, that you're Right? Like you could be be too compassionate or you could be too long-winded and like that's not necessarily a negative thing but that's a negative thing when somebody's presenting it to you as a criticism or a character and i kind of agree with monica like or like i think i think there's truth to the critique based on her behavior it's on lisa's behavior Again, strategic editing as well, because we just heard a lot about how she has a lot of money and she works hard for it and she has expensive taste and yada, yada, yada. But she doesn't, does this. I don't find her to be condescending with it, though. She, I don't, I'm sorry, like, being gorgeous. Oh, no, like Lisa, no, she for sure, I don't think she needed to own that she's materialistic. I think you can... You can tell that she is, and I don't know if materialistic's the right word, but maybe it's that she likes the elevated lifestyle and she likes the nice things. So her maybe John, showboating. Maybe it's her showboating. Is it showboating? Uh, or is it more right. her, maybe a little braggy at times? Well, I could see well, that. Well, it's at like times. the you know, it's like that saying, right? Like what is it? Oh, the richest people out there, you would never know 
that they're that rich because they don't talk about their money. They don't talk no, about you don't even see it. Or yeah. Or like the whole like new money, new money versus old money. They're clearly new money and like new money likes to be outward with it and flaunt it because they're new money. They're trying to solidify their spot in like the rich club. And I, I just think that's what it is. It's like trashy new money. Yeah, I almost though, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's, I think the way that like luxury and high like lifestyle uh, aesthetic has shifted because we see that obviously it's not like she's trying to show that she's this like rich, proper woman that's come from all this money. She's saying, I like having a shop, a personal shopper in Italy send me looks for a trip that I can purchase. I like wearing Mug like Mugler, like where you see that it's Mugler and it's like, the point is this is an entire look. It's not meant to be a jeans and t-shirt monogram down like some of the ladies like to do. Whereas I feel like Monica, Monica, yes, has some points. She is a bit braggy. Did she need to relay necessarily that the ring she lost was $60,000 more than three times? No. Airport security. So then, yes, I don't care. Their security, they should know that because this is a serious thing that she's looking for. So that's different. I'm saying to the women on the Sprinter van, yeah, they. you said it once. Everyone's going to remember that number. $60,000 is going to stand out when you say you lost a ring that costs that much. No one's going to forget that. So yeah, that I understood. Mary remembered that she didn't think it looked like a sixty thousand dollar. Mary and and Mary probably probably uh, would know because Mary has a lot of great jewelry and pieces. So, but I also know that Mary's messy and doesn't really care for me. Remember, remember, like three seasons ago, where Mary tried to gift some like Louis Vuitton or Louis Vuitton boots to old Jen. Oh, that was last season. Yeah. Well, was it? Did she didn't she get kicked off? Like, oh no, you're right. It was season two. Like, it's old. Just, I don't. I don't remember what. Wasn't she Jenny? Actually, yeah, it's Jenny. But yeah, she and she was like, no. Oh, yes, you're right. Season two. They were on a girls' trip yes. somewhere, and she like she gifted it to her as like also. It wasn't it some sort of peace offering too or something. She said she just didn't want them anymore, and she just had them, and she just decided to give them to um her and. Yeah. They were used and I guess he was offended by that. Jenny didn't know from a cultural perspective, she said it was rude to give someone a used gift. And so whatever reaching. Um, but yeah, uh, where were we? Oh, like uh, so yes, I understand. I understand her being a bit braggy about how much something may cost or you know, whatever. But I don't find her to be like, for instance, I thought it was unnecessary that Monica needed to call herself out by saying Zara. I know that was hilarious. And it's I like, hilarious. but who, but right. But who came for you and your look? Like, no one was coming for her, but she was like, Lisa's point was like, well, then everyone's materialistic. She's like, look, Gucci, Balmain, da -da, like pointing out all the other ones. And she was like, Zara, like, I think it was just sort of a. I know, but it always was a right like trying to like really hone in on the reality of reality and like even brought the wait staff that were making the crepes into it. She was like, these people work hard. And it's like, they're just standing there like, 
don't want to be in. I didn't even <laughs> sign a release. I didn't even know they were filming here. Yeah. Um. So that was no, but really I, crazy. But they I can't get, get what she was it. saying because, like, Lisa's argument was trying to like normalize that, like, oh, it, this isn't materialism because look, everybody is like this. Does that mean everybody is just a materialistic, shallow, whatever? And she was like, not everybody. Like Sarah and Steve. Oh, that was great. Sure, but when I, you you look at the other ladies, Lisa's not wrong. That you can't no. just point her out and be like, "There's definitely other people in the group." I would say are a little bit more. Um... Lisa comes off like to me like she, yes, she went to wear the Mugler, but she's gonna go to Wendy's and Seven Eleven and get a big gulp because she wants a fountain soda. Like you, like I. The reason why I love Lisa Barlow too, you see how she carries like. Doritos with her like that's I like I love that she can do the high and low it's not that it's weird there's something else I think Monica knows something else is such a redeeming redeeming quality (laughs) I love it I just feel like you can go high and low and like you don't mind as long as it's good I don't think Lisa would turn down something like in terms of a clothing or a style because it's not label I just think that her point is oh, like, 100% I, don't, she I don't think so. If she thought it was cute, she would wear it. I think, would she prefer something maybe that was a label? Yeah, but I don't think if she was presented with something, it has to be one of these uh, brands in order for me to wear it. But who knows? I mean, I don't know. I find her to be a little bit more relatable with her wealth, with the way that she, just how she is. Like, she doesn't seem like she comes off like, oh... You know, I don't get that vibe from her. She's just kind of like, oh, okay, that works for you. It looks good. I love it. You know, like that's generally how you should be, right? You should, no one should be scaling themselves around what someone else has either. And I feel like Monica kind of is. Yeah, I think she's dragging it out. Like I was down with like, kind of when she originally broached this subject, because I think it was more relevant to like, and thought like the scenes that we saw previously about her talking about this with her family and stuff and I think like that was real and I think like that's a good message that I haven't really seen on any of the franchises before like the reality of this how, how people are being presented or like how people are trying to come out versus what's behind that and others that like aren't even in a position yet to fake it, you know, which is kind of where Monica is, right? Like, like because if she could, if she could hit at that level, authentically or not, she would. She would why not blend? I mean, she def- I feel like she wants to blend in, but she's also realizing that she has kind of more value to add to the show by kind of picking out and being that kind of sore thumb, that black sheep, ever. So I think that's where her conflict is that point yeah i think like what is this this is three episodes now right because i think she broke down about that it's five episodes since she had the the crying with her mom about how she like impulse oh no 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 yeah that was because that was for the palm springs trip that was the second episode yeah so i feel like i have to have something nice like one thing nice to be around these women okay so like right that was episode two what was today yeah, so it was three episodes ago. Okay, is that okay? Too too much, too long on that. Like that's I don't. That's what that I mean. Like why? But also, 
it's fine. Like, I don't, again, I don't, this isn't Beverly Hills. If she came into Beverly Hills, I would be like, I'd be shitting myself because like, you can't compete with these ladies in Beverly Hills, but Salt Lake, yes. Do they have money? I guess, whatever. Sure. Or whatever the line according to all the other ones about them, right? Like somebody's clearly not. Somebody is somebody is like running debt to run their business. Someone can't buy a house and is only living in rentals. Like, you know. Well. Well, that's it. I I do love my Meredith, but she does love herself a rental. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I get it. There are some people that prefer rentals for the sake of I mean she they don't want to be tied to something. They don't have to maintain it and pay for all that. I get it. I, I see the, what, what, like, we've done both. We've rented and own. So what, like, would you say that that could be an appealing approach? Maybe not at first, but at some point down the road, maybe if you were like older and you were like, ah, I want to travel. I don't necessarily want to have like something that is like, I don't know, maybe, but they kind of paint it like she doesn't have the money and that's why she rents, but she rents houses that I, I would assume are very costly in terms of the amount to rent them. So it's not like they don't have the money. So, I mean, she, it doesn't seem like she's renting because she needs a sense uh, or she needs temporary, right? Like it, we commonly see for people that age or at that status in their life or like family and stuff like, yes, they're, they're owning. You don't really see a lot of renting home per se. Like yeah, rent houses if they're like, oh, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be in this place or I'm planning to buy another house soon or I'm building a house. It's not going to be ready for you. Like, so I'm renting a house right now because I need a place to stay. But like she's making, oh, like she's bringing her whole family wherever Maybe she has a connection in like the real estate industry or whatever, and she's getting all these houses like really cheap. Like maybe it's a it's a resort area, right? So maybe she has a strategy where she's like bouncing around the houses that are cheaper in like particular times of the off season, right? Because like their on season is winter. I would also, I mean, I didn't even think about it until you just said that, but I would also argue that possibly it's a good strategy for her because. She may even get it like for dirt cheap because it's on the show and it's maybe like working with a specific, I don't know, maybe she knows a broker in that's town that's true. like, hey, can you show can you showcase our like house on this street in this neighborhood or this neighborhood when you film this season? Yeah. Meredith's like, sure, I don't care. Then I can imagine that there that's a benefit. I would totally do that because, I mean, then you, no one has your real home address. No one really has a, a fixture of where you are but and if she runs her business she runs her business and brooks runs his business and does husband have a business i mean he i guess he consult i mean he does stuff i know they're running that whole business out of the house and it's rental so like that's that's a write-off too right like that's just all of it sounds like a win-win more than a dig like i wouldn't you know what i mean like it's like yeah okay so are we gonna? And it so, seems like those houses are all furnished too, which is nice. That's what I mean. Like what? Yeah, how... nice bathtub. Well, you know, Meredith loves a bathtub. Um, 
but yeah, so we have we have the ladies walking out over what seems to be super stupid and petty at this point. But then they calm down, they eat their crepes. But Whitney's got a little itch in her butt because she can't keep going on and on knowing that there's this rumor, rumors, uh, about Angie K's marriage. And so she brings Monica to the side. And she's like, we've got to tell, We this has got to stop. We've got to tell Angie what's going on. I can't do this anymore. And so Monica's no like. Heard all that. Monica was like, let's do it. She's like, okay, yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I mean, Monica's, I would, I think Monica would do the same if someone brought a bomb to her about somebody that's literally like. Well, well, it's also interesting too, because it's also like, it's Monica's way of showing Angie, like, look, I'm still your friend, right? Because Meredith's out here yeah, saying yeah. she's got this ru- rumor about your marriage, but I'm sitting here with Whitney to tell you what the actual rumor is because I want you to know. So I thought that was kind of like a nice little olive branch on Monica's part to show Angie, like, I didn't completely shit on you, shit on you. Yeah. Yeah, no. like that whole fight in Palm Springs when Angie was popping off and Monica was like, stop, stop. You're like way, way out of line. And then Angie, and I think other people were getting on to like, oh, wow, you really turned on her. I thought you were a friend. Uh, I mean, she kind of did turn on. <laughs> so, I don't think so. I think she was, I think she was reasonably calling her out because Angie, she was a little unhinged at that point, which. See, this I is live with them. I live with I know. I know and for a Look. long time, so I understand the present that the the optics of right. unhinged right. versus like, just speaking with a normal inside voice, which is I'm sure what was happening in her head. She I often just... I often thought about that because I obviously there's a lot of similarities. Angie is Greek. I'm Greek. I there's this look in her eyes constantly that I find very at home and at peace with that everyone else is <laughs> absolutely terrified of. I grew up with those looks and those eyes constantly. So I'm like, oh, I understand this. I also understand how it feels when people are being nasty to you, but maybe they're not saying like direct things, but they're still doing something that's just as nasty. And the minute the person bites back, then everyone's focused in on the person that bit back. And it's like, hold on, that's too far. And yes, there's balance, and I've had to learn that there's balance. I can't go unhinged on every single person that takes a dig at me. But at the same time, I think that Monica was right when she was sitting with Whitney. There's more to the issue between Meredith and uh, Angie than it just being some, like, comment that uh, was made. Well, is this the more, this rumor, or do you think there's, like, even more? more? Is this rumor the main dish, or is this the app? God, I hope this is it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because well, Meredith was trying to say, like, she had, you know, encyclopedias of well shit on her. Which, I mean, frankly, Meredith says that about her. Every rumor Meredith brings up, she says pretty much that. Like, there's just, oh, just a lot of things. I know. Everything. Do you want me to go? Remember, she's like, do you want me to go there with that? But she... And I think one rumor, okay, it's a bad rumor, but also a pretty outlandish rumor. So it's a, you know, like it's the, the details of it are not great, but it's also so out there that like, I feel like there's still a very high probability that 
Well, first of all, she's. Uh, I feel like Angie is not going. Even if it is true, she's not going to let that be the way it's exposed. So she will defend it. I 100% agree with her doing so. And I think she should absolutely react. I think, well, we see that when she finds out what the rumor is, <laughs> she gets up and she's walking towards Meredith. And then we have a to be continued. And all we got was Meredith. Do you have a second? <laughs> and that's something I would do and say calmly. Do you have a second? Can I talk to you for a minute? Can I talk to you, bitch? Um, but like, and I love Meredith, but I really don't like this. I don't like this like rumor vault, but maybe this is her thing. Every housewife has their like, you know, what they bring to the, to the mix. Maybe Meredith is the one that, you know, gets the, the chatter going. Cause she's always got some sort of rumor about someone. I mean, she already has a bit of a like holier than thou or at least holier than any of these women kind of vibe. Like, I don't know, the way she speaks and, like, the head tilt, always just, like, a... Like, it's always a, like... Coming with, like, a higher... Like, it's always, like, a... I feel like the, the tilting kind of gives me, like, a looking down at you vibe. So, like, that, yeah, like... Like, giving you... That's what Whitney was talking just, about. She was, like, just she was, like... It was, like, I swear, it's just, like, this frustration, like... I feel like it's like a teacher. It's like we we've dealt with this with you over and over again. Like, it's like this, yeah, it's like, like a stern, like private school teacher that yeah. is like enough, like fed up with this just repeated insubordination and just like so that was the the vibe. Yeah, the vault of rumors. Kind of exacerbates that. Now it's like it's not just rumors because I want to like over. There are rumors that at the same time like damage that person, but then kind of seek to uplift her by comparison, right? Like, cause and I get it. I guess that's one of the themes of this one. I guess more so than the other ones. Well, because I think this one out of all the ones is like the most married. Currently, like, like everybody is always going for everybody's husband, you know, like, or not necessarily husbands, but like the legitimacy of their relationship, right? With Meredith fucking all of New York and eating Jen out in the bathroom, or is that Lisa? No, that was Jen and not uh, Meredith. That rumor, yeah, which, Meredith, right, right, which you know, that's interesting, and I thought about that too. It's like that rumor didn't really make it to to tv screen the way this is i'm sorry oh. that i don't see unless she was like oh. i mean she gets pretty plastic too but I mean, we don't know what meredith's like when the cameras are not up though and she's having herself a good time because we've seen her and jen remember when her and jen were good again and they get like they, i remember where they were they were like they, they get a little flirty and i could see them being at a steakhouse and jen doing some crazy shit like that um but that wasn't brought up in the context like how Angie. But you're right. Look at that. Got swept the under the run. That got all yeah into Lisa's hot mic, right? Well, because that was the the big splash. They weren't going to go after Meredith after that. It was too easy. Now we have this. So, but I do think at some point, it's 
it's going to turn on Meredith at some point. I mean, honestly, I love Meredith. She's been on the podcast. I love her. But I do agree. She does not like when she's being called out. She finds any reason. She's like, there's a disabled child. Where? It's about. Where? <laughs> like, am I back working at Save the Children? Like, what? And like, what? I don't. Like, he, Those aren't even her causes. Like, her causes are LGBTQ and mental health suicide ish. No, not that. No, but she. Yeah, but the the disabled child thing came out of left field because I was like, did I miss a story or something? Did she say that something happened? That That's we- why I was asking. Like, is, is this one of several things that she has to like pieces of dirt that she has on? And did, did Angie? arm a disabled child or as well like what i i don't know but there's they better get to the bottom of it because it can't just be this like petty like we're not speaking and this erupted into this now because there's got to be something well, that caused meredith to be pissed off but isn't she kind of always pissed meredith oh she's probably annoyed most of the time because like save for like the times that like her and Brooks are like snuggled up in her bed, like watch movie and braiding each other's hair. Like she always seems to be <laughs> kind of like, I don't know. She, and maybe she's not pissed off, but she always seems to be extremely irritated. <laughs> she's definitely on the, on the verge for sure. Like she could like, go. So another thing, it's like her neck is about to snap off. She's so irritated. Snap her own neck out of disgust for everybody that she's forced to be around. But I think Whitney was right. Like it was last episode, right? When they got big, like every time they get into a big fight and like Meredith walks in, she's like, she always does this. She always turn it, turns it back. And an narcissist. Well, they didn't give us a preview that I saw for next week. So, um, We'll have to stay tuned, um, but it is a to be continued. So there definitely will be a, a confrontation between Meredith and Angie, and rightfully so, because um, I would be pissed off too, frankly, if if that is what was being thrown around. And also too, like, and then you know, like, you got to think about it from the context of like they're in the middle of filming stuff. She doesn't know what else is being said, so that would prompt anybody in the moment to freak out because it's like, oh my God, is this going to be the whole thing? They're going to pin it all on, like, my husband being gay and sleeping with all these guys? Like, that's foul. But that's what they're doing. Oh, agree. (laughs) That's exactly what they're doing. I mean, I Um, guess it... But, okay, so, like... Okay, so, like, if that was true and Meredith was, like, holding on to it, Again, like, what impact or harm does that have on Mary? None. But she opened up this season, like, alluding to her conflict with Angie as if she was harmed by, like, Angie has done stuff to her or broken her trust or, you know, whatever, disrespected her marriage, whatever. But if that's what we're opening up with, like, where's, where's the damage entity like, oh, well, well Meredith would argue 
that she has had damage with that hot mic moment because it they you know but that wasn't angie's fault no it wasn't angie's fault but i'm saying like in terms of just the way the dynamic go on on being one of these shows bethany's right it's kill or be killed someone's winning someone's losing and i think people forget that sometimes these shows are not really about yes it's about like relationships between women conflict resolution but this specific format is about going after people and making it entertainment i i'm here for that i'm just saying get your stories no totally i agree don't throw stuff out there and mislead people either because it will have this is where it gets a little sticky for me because if that's not true that's a sticky conversation at home with your husband like if you know what i mean like even if it is true to come home and be like hey sweetheart the ladies are saying you're screwing a lot of guys around town everyone's talking about it so you know what i mean like where do you like that's annoying and i don't know how comfortable they are obviously they're comfortable enough to be on tv but like does her husband really understand what he's gotten himself into i don't know i'm questioning this now because i'm like i can't imagine like well if he he knows now but if i don't know she's not i don't think it's true i don't think it's true I just think this is something that is being thrown around and possibly being inflated for the purpose of using it on the show as a weapon. I really think this is watered down much more to, I don't know. Maybe they do have an arrangement and it's, it is what it is and who cares, right? If she's good with it, if you like it, I love it. I'm not, I'm not here to like, question that but it's like weird to throw that specific allegation out if there's either a it's just blatantly a lie or it's definitely true and everyone in town knows this and except the tv like <laughs> i don't know so why isn't it framed from a like oh my god angie we were we heard something really bad about your husband or we've heard something you know, we heard something that ah like i mean like why didn't they approach it from a like oh, there's a rumor that our good girlfriend's husband is stepping out on her. Like, why are you coming to her accusationally as if, like, how dare you? Like, oh, he eggs up you. Like, we know your husband's out there fucking other guys and you're trying to... And like, like, why is that the first reaction? Like, if you hear... Like, anybody, if you hear that somebody, a good friend, like, somebody's relationship with the other partner is not acting appropriately, you don't come to that person and try to beat them down over it she i don't really feel like she's showboating her relationship I'm, she's not running around and be like mommy thank you to mommy like you know like whatever like she's not saying she has the perfect in fact she's not she's saying like they're figuring out their new dynamic like she loves them very much but like it's changing things it's like normal so it's like why are you gonna act her over like great it's a rumor it's probably not true but like why are we assuming that she's in on it? You know, like. Well, all things will come out in the wash as they will. do. But Jeffrey, Jeffrey speaks. Um, I will be letting you go. Thank you so much 
for jumping on today and recapping Salt Lake City. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure coming to the studio and being on. You're welcome here anytime. Love it. Doodles. Bye. All right. Thank you so much to my lovely guest and partner, Jeff, for stopping by today's podcast to recap Salt Lake City with me. As I said, he does get busy, so he won't be able to jump on every single week. But when he is available, he's definitely jumping on. Um, before I let you guys go, though, I want to give you a few reminders. If you're not following me on TikTok and Instagram, that's where I go first for all Bravo Liberty news updates, recaps and such. So follow me at Giorgio Says. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're not already subscribed, but just make sure you hit the notification bell so you know when I upload. And if you're watching me on Spotify, hello. And if you're listening to me, thank you so much. If you feel obliged, leave me a five-star review. That would greatly help this podcast. Uh, it's Tuesday and... Um, oh, no. My Lord, it's Wednesday. We have the Real Housewives of Orange County trailer part one tonight. Oh, going to be a busy week. I will definitely be talking to you guys on the next episode, though. So have a great rest of your day. Bye.